0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 165 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials. Studying in um, the week of June the 13th to June the 19th, uh, covering 1 Samuel 8, 10, 13, and 15 to 18. And today, we're moving into chapter 16, which introduces us to David, who, of course, starts similar very much to Saul with a lot of great promise. Uh, we're going to start here in verse 1, and 1 Samuel 16, and, and where the Lord speaks to Samuel and says, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go. Um, so it seems here that samuel has been um has been mourning saul for quite a while uh, that it isn't just a case of ha- that he knows the lord is angry with him so he moves straight on but samuel really is upset and disappointed uh, with saul and his choices uh, and so just a reminder really that you know those people that we love that make poor choices and lose potential um You know things that they could have received um, at this point. We should mourn them. We should we should love them still and desire them still to come back to the right path. Um, And I just love that uh, small detail, which sometimes we skip over, about the compassion that Samuel has for Saul, despite his repeated um, and choices of pride. Um, So. Samuel does go uh, to Jesse, uh, who lives in Bethlehem, uh, to find this this new future king. Um, And Samuel goes and he meets with Jesse and he looks at his sons uh, and he looks on a person called Eliab. And Samuel says, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But then in verse 7, we have another famous uh, verse from from this story, uh, which says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, um, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for a man looketh on the outward appearance, um, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So Saul was obviously someone who visually, but also was chosen by the Lord, But he was visually uh, someone who could be seen as a king. He was tall, he was strong, he was uh, all the things that you would, might expect from a, a a king at that time, perhaps. But the Lord this time says that he's not chosen the one that looks the part necessarily, but he is the next person to be chosen is someone that you need to look at their heart to see if they are to be a true leader. Susan W. Tanner said, quote, In relationships, we must remember that others are also children of our Heavenly Father. At the first of our At the first of our marriage, my husband said quite often, I didn't marry you for your looks. Finally, I teased him a bit by saying, that really doesn't sound too flattering. He explained what I already knew, that this was intended to be the highest compliment he could give me. He said, I love you for who you are intrinsically and eternally. The Lord said, look not on his countenance or the height of his stature. In families, friendships, dating and marriage, we should value not just beauty and resumes, but rather character, good values and each other's inherited divine natures. Close quote. Now, whilst I'm not suggesting that you should go to your uh, to to your spouse if you ha- indeed have one, or or anyone that you know, and say you know I, I like you, but not for, but, but not for how you look. Um, I, of course, we understand the, uh, the the principle here that the per a person's characteristics, a person's intentions and desires are probably the most important thing we need to consider as we um, develop our relationships with them. Um, they are the things which define a person it's not how they look it's not it's not even their strengths or potential it is perhaps the choices that they make uh which show their heart uh, and i think that that is um you know, a really wonderful um reminder for each of us perhaps who are concerned about how we are or what we are doing i love a good harry potter quote uh and uh one quote uh, which is fairly well-known, uh, is given by Dumbledore in the second book to Harry. And he says, uh, in a time where Harry has had a few things revealed to him that closely relate him or link him uh, to the main villain of the series, Voldemort, um, or Tom Riddle, as he's revealed as in, in the second book, um, there's a lot of similarities between the two, it turns out. Uh, but then Dumbledore, towards the end of the book, uh, says this to him, it is our choices that show that what we truly are far more than our abilities. Um, and this is kind of a similar thing. It's it's the fact that, you know, whatever we are able to do, whatever people think of us uh, on the outside, it is what we are like and on the inside and the choices that we make that define who we truly are. Uh, and um, that is um, a really important lesson here. So, of course, Samuel goes through all the sons that are before him uh, and it is none of them. So in verse 11, Samuel says to Jesse, are all here thy chil- are here all thy children? And he said, there remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, send and fetch him, for we will not sit down and sit till he have come hither. Um, so he sends for David, and Samuel knows instantly that he, he is the one who has been chosen. So he is anointed in the midst of his brethren. And I noticed that phrase that was was there this time. I mean, why is that specifically important that he uh, was anointed in the midst of his brethren? Um, I'm not sure. Perhaps uh, maybe it's just to show that Samuel was very certain or very confident that this was the right choice, that he wanted to be seen from this point, potentially as a future king um, for Israel. But um, we move now back to Saul, uh, and we find that in his choices and in his pride, um, in verse 14 it says, But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. The Joseph Smith translation adapts this to say, an evil spirit which was not of the Lord troubled him. Uh, so we, just a clarification here that the Lord does not send us evil spirits, but rather he does remove his presence from us, if we are not repentant, if we are willfully rebelling against him and not trying to repent or return back to him. Uh, and as he removes his presence, other influences may welcome and uh, afflict us and drive us further away uh, to make sure that we can't get back even further. Uh, and this is what takes place here. Uh, David is brought into uh, the courts of uh, Saul as a, as a liar player. Uh, someone who is able to play music uh, and um, calm souls, evil spirits. Um, so we'll move into chapter seventeen. We're, we're by no means going to complete the story that we find in chapter seventeen, uh, but we um, will introduce the idea. So the Philistines are still troubling Israel, uh, and two great armies meet together, and they're on two sides of uh, on a mountain on either side of a valley in between. And in this valley, uh, a man or a champion called Goliath um, steps out from the Philistine army. Now it says here in the scriptures in 1 Samuel 17, 4, that he was six cubits and a span tall. This was a common practice between uh, ancient um, battalions in ancient warfare to select a champion uh, to represent them in the fight. And whoever won that fight would would basically win the battle. Uh, And so these Philistines send out... Goliath, uh, and he goes out of the the groups and basically invites any individual from the armies of Israel to individual single combat. This um, six uh, th- this six cubits and a span, um, we generally assume to be about nine foot nine inches or so. Very very tall. Uh, there is some discussion about what how long a span was at this time when it was recorded, um, but basically. The, the the minimal um, height we think that um, Goliath was was about high six foot, low seven foot, up to about nine foot nine. So incredibly tall uh, and very imposing and intimidating. And of course, this is recorded for us just to give us a sense of how intimidating and challenging this trial was and why the fact that uh, with, you know, the fact that he had all this armor, uh, the weight of the coat being about five thousand shekels of brass, that's about one hundred and twenty-five pounds. Um, his the fact that his you know s- s- spearhead is weighed in at about six hundred shekels, about fifteen pounds, and an, and someone having to carry a shield because it's so heavy. So this man is well equipped, well built up, uh, and is ready uh, to just annihilate anyone that stands before him with his sheer impressive stature. Um, that, of course, gives us the, the background to what we're about to introduce with David uh, contending with Goliath. So we'll go into that story properly tomorrow uh, with this now set before us. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I uh, hope you have enjoyed the study. As always, please uh, share what you've studied uh, on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. And until we meet again.